They're saying that these rich people, they benefited from California. They wouldn't want to go out of here. We want to make things more fair. You'll pay 1% of your assets in tax. The whole idea is to say, look at how minuscule this is. Oh, it's just 1% more. It's 1% more, but that extra 1% makes somebody say, you know what, I don't want to pay 13.9. How about I pay you nothing? So you're saying that if we impose a tax like this on billionaires, some of them will end up leaving. Elon Musk, he paid multi-billions of dollars in taxes. He has the highest paid taxes of anybody in the history of America he's paid. But guess what? He's in Texas now. My guest today is Jim Rickheimer, former mayor of Costa Mesa and host of radio show The Weekend Answer. California is considering to impose a wealth tax on people who have more than $50 million in assets. It's estimated to generate $21 billion tax revenue for the state. These are all like, quote unquote, high class problems. Once you set up a tax and it gets approved, it will get pushed down to more normal people, but it's always marginal. At a certain point, people kind of say, that's too much, I think I'm gonna leave. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Jim, it's great to have you back on. Welcome back. Great to be here. We want to discuss with you a law that just recently was proposed. Um, it's a new law on wealth tax. Can you tell us what is this about? Well, the wealth taxes are all a little bit different, but they're all about the same. Basically, what they start off at, and they say, if you have $50 million in assets, every single year you'll pay 1% of your assets in tax. And that tax... Is it $50 million assets or income? Assets, if you own something. If you have income, you automatically pay taxes on it. So that's the one thing you have to do. So what they, they kind of pitch is, wealthy people don't pay taxes, so we have to find another way for wealthy people to so pay taxes. So they said that they, there's, a loophole, there's loopholes. Like, is that well, they're trying to say there's loopholes, and there may be loopholes. So my point is, go fix the loopholes. But there's a lot of people who just pay their taxes. There's no loopholes. And in California, um, in, in the taxes for the state, 5% of the population, 5% of the population pays 70% of the personal income tax in California. So when they go to fair share, it's already being done. 5% of the people pay 70% of the taxes. So you pay your federal tax, and that gets up to 36, 37%. You pay your state tax, and that gets up to 13, 14%. You pay 50% of your income in taxes. They don't say, oh, if you pay 50% of your income in taxes, we're not gonna give you the wealth tax. We're gonna give you the wealth tax in addition to it. What they're trying to go after is billionaires, is that's how they start off, by saying, I'm gonna go after billionaires. And so they'll say, if you're worth $50 million, every year, you have to pay 1% of, of your wealth in tax, including the income tax you've already paid. So that would be a half million dollars a year. If your tax, if your income is in, let's say, stock of a private company, uh, um, something that isn't cash, you have to generate the cash somehow. So you have to go sell some assets, pay tax on those assets you sell, which is about a 50% tax, right? That's California. And so you have to sell something worth a million dollars to get a half million dollars in ta cash to do it. So what about the, bil the billionaires? The, they wanted to have the billionaires pay 1.5%. Okay, so again, they go from 1%. The whole idea is to say, look at how minuscule this is. So not only is it 1%, but if you're a billionaire, it's 1.5%. So if you have, I'm making up these numbers, $100 billion, 
every year you have to pay $1.5 billion in wealth tax. It means you have to sell some assets, whatever, to come up with the cash. And again, if you need $1.5 billion in cash to pay taxes, you need to sell something worth $3 billion to do that. Again, these are all like, quote unquote, high class problems. So what I'm getting at is here, they start off at a billion dollars. They start off at $50 million. They're going to go down to regular people. Remember, the income tax when it first started in the early 1900s was 1% on the richest of the rich people in the world. It was like there were very few people that were going to pay that 1% federal tax. Now it has everybody. Once you get a tax in place, all it takes is a photo of the legislate, legislators to say, oh, we're a little short this year. We need some money. Lee, the assemblyman who's pushing forward the wealth tax in California, what does he say? Well, you know, we're $21 billion short on our budget this year, and my wealth tax happens to cover that $21 billion. Last year, the state had $100 billion in excess. Where'd that go? But no, as soon as you, have a, 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 you don't have enough money, you don't say, how do I cut? How do I get rid of bad programs? How do I get rid of people that are cheating the system? You say, oh, let's just raise another tax. So that's the problem that happens is once you set up a tax and it gets approved, it will get pushed down to more normal people, not you know, million, uh, you know, multi-millionaires and billionaires. It will get p pushed down to people that have you know, four dry cleaner stores. I mean, that's just what happens with taxes. Now, what if it doesn't get there and, and it solves this problem? You know, like, so he's proposing 1.5%, 1 1% right. under $50 million person and one billionaire paying like $15 million a year. Um, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't go down the, the, the stream? Does it, would it hurt us in any way? Well, what happens is it, it it's, it's a, let's say they pass it and they do it. It gives you a reason to just leave the state. You don't pay it if you're another state. I mean, they talk about billionaires that don't pay taxes. In fact, one of the people they attacked obviously was Elon Musk. Now, as it turns out, Elon Musk sold his shares because he needed it to do Twitter and to do other things. He needed cash, so he sold his shares. He paid multi-billions of dollars in taxes. He has the highest paid taxes of anybody in the history of America he's paid. But guess what? He's in Texas now. So it's, he's never going to have this wealth tax hit him. In fact, think about the 50% of his income, any income that he had between federal and state was going to the state of California. You push it just a little bit and people leave. So here's the thing, we're talking about California's losing population. What kind of people are they losing? A lot of wealthy people will just pay the tax and live there, it doesn't matter. But on the margin, if you lose a person making 60, 70, $80,000 a year, you're really not losing much of anything. They really don't pay hardly any state taxes, especially if they have some children. When you have a person who's worth a billion dollars or $500 million, not only are you going to lose any wealth tax you might have, but you lose the money they were paying already. I mean, if you make a half million dollars a year, you're a high-powered lawyer in California, you net like $284,000 if you make a half million dollars. You start thinking, that doesn't make any sense. How many more billable hours do I want to do? And, and people will say, oh, well, it's no big deal. No, it's a lot of money, and if I lived in a different state, I wouldn't have to pay that. So you're seeing pe more people live in other states. What we had in California is this thing we call the weather tax. We paid a little bit more to be here. At a certain point, it kind of goes, you know what? I'm not staying anymore. I'll leave. And who do you lose? 
the people, the 5% that are paying 70% of the taxes, you lose those people, and now it starts to cost the state. So at a certain point, it starts to tumble down. But you know, California, as long as it has Silicon Valley here and all the technology here, when their stocks go public and it raises tons of money, people sell their stock, and it funds the state at a massive billions and billions of dollars. That's probably not going to happen this year. And that's why the state's showing themselves having a $20, $25 billion shortfall. After last year, they had a $100 billion excess. So you're saying that if we impose a tax like this on billionaires, uh, the fact that these people, some of them, will end up leaving, they're already paying other kinds of taxes to right. the state of California, that tax will go away. And we may end up not making any money. Like th there might not be any money coming. So, so the argument, whenever they raise a tax, so the tax is like eight or nine percent in California, but then they have these quote-unquote millionaire taxes that are really half millionaire taxes. It's the money that you pay, um, the extra percentages that get you like the thirteen point eight, thirteen point nine percent tax. And they'll talk about how oh, it's just one percent more. It's one percent more, but that extra one percent makes somebody say, you know what? I don't want to pay 13.9. How about I pay you nothing? And so for that extra percent you went for to push the taxes, a lot of people will pay you it. Lose a bunch. But all of a sudden of there's one ones. number that just says I'm done. So then how much did you lose? The thing you want to do in a, in a state is attract people that make money. When they make money, quote unquote, or the value of their stock goes up, they're bringing jobs. They're, they're getting employment. They're, they're, they're creating dollars and property taxes and everything else. You shouldn't want to say, hey, we don't want those kind of people in our state. Again, if you were you know, in, in, in Nevada or New Mexico where it's hot and miserable and stuff like that, you couldn't get away with these taxes. They don't get away with these kind of taxes. But you're in California. It's nice down by the beach. Our weather is good. It's not snowing. You know, people will put up with it because of the lifestyle. But it's always marginal. At a certain point, people kind of say, that's too much. I think I'm going to leave. Now, do you think this has much of a shot? Because it needs to get two-thirds of the legislative body, and then it needs to go on a ballot, right? The right. So it, it all depends on how it is. What you got to do is you put it out there. And okay, so this time when they put it out there, there's eight states that have agreed to do this. And it's, like, it's the obvious blue states. It's the New York, Connecticut, um, Illinois. I want to say uh, maybe Washington State, New Jersey. I, I may be off on that, but there's like eight states that have all agreed we all need to do this. And their come from is, you know, you're rich people, you have no place to go because if you come to our state, we're going to charge you this, this also. Um, so you put it out first. You get people to think about it. You start getting people on board. Is it going to pass this time? No. Now, there is two-thirds of the legislature leaning to the left, the Democratic Party, that they vote for a lot of taxes, but there's enough of them that are saying, boy, we might start losing some, some good residents here. I might start losing some jobs. Maybe we shouldn't do this. But over time, then there's a problem with income. Things go wrong. They don't have enough money for something. And people kind of go, hey, what about that wealth tax? We should look at that again. So at some point, yes, it passes. You know, income tax in the United States didn't pass the first time. It took a while for people to kind of come along to it and said, hey, it's only the, the Rockefellers of the world are going to pay it. Well, it's not the Rockefellers anymore paying uh, federal uh, income tax. Um, you have a, a good income and you're a high level uh, employee or you have a good household income to people in there, 
you're paying, you know, 30, 30, 35% marginal tax rate, you're not a Rockefeller. You're, you're getting up every day and going to work. So this isn't just like the idle rich. This is actual people that go to work that will start to say, I don't know if I want to pay this much in taxes. Now, the people that argue this, like for this tax, they're saying that, um, well, these rich people, they benefited from California. And California is a really big market. And uh, they wouldn't want to go out of here. They wouldn't want to. They will miss out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, th that's true to a point. So let's say you're in the fast food business or whatever, and you've got a bunch of locations, and California is the place to get your volumes up, your business up. Um, but what you'll find here with a lot of these businesses that are in California, with the wages they have to pay, with all the, the work rules they have to pay, with the sick days they have to pay, all the other things that you have to add in, whether you think that's a good idea or a bad idea, many of these companies are saying their California stores just kind of break even. They do tons of volume. They bring in a lot of money, but they don't make any money. Their stores in Arizona, their stores in Texas, their stores you know, outside in Nashville, they make money because the cost of delivering the service is less. You can argue why that is or it isn't, but in the end, the company's gonna say, I wanna be somewhere because um, I make a profit in the end. But there's no doubt about it. The money you make in California, you pay tax in California. If you live in California, the money you make anywhere else in the world, you pay to California. So just think about that for a second. This state says that I will pay my income worldwide that we have a state tax on it for California, even if I'm making that money in Colorado, in Illinois, or some other state, I have to pay it to California. If I live here, if I don't live here, I only have to pay tax on the money that I make in California, and it gets taxed that way. So that's another reason to say if you've got a, a national company um, uh, across the country, you're going to say, well, why would I be in California? I got to pay tax, a California tax on all the income that my company makes. Again, the people that are pushing this stuff look and they go, oh, it's just rich people. You know, they're complaining, whatever. You know, they're not just rich people. I mean, these are people that work extremely hard, that created something, that, that put a lot of people to work. Going back to Elon Musk, this guy's been an asset to the world. I mean, he's electrifying the car um, uh, transportation system in this world to do a lot of things to help with climate change. Nobody else did. They talked about it, but it never happened. GM didn't do it. Ford didn't do it. Nobody else did it. There hasn't been an electric car company started from scratch that's made a profit in about 50, 60 years. I mean, I don't know what the last company was that made a profit that was a brand new company. He did that. That's a good thing. That's the kind of people you want in your state. But instead, our state says, we don't want you here. Well, listen, he's already left. He's in Texas. Not to talk about him anymore. But there's a lot of people that have great innovation, a lot of great ideas, that at a certain point they just say, mm, maybe I don't want to be there. Maybe I don't want to pay these high taxes. And again, from a policy standpoint, why would you set up a system to push people out? Again, 5% of the people pay 70% of the tax. Why do you want to get rid of some of those 5%? It makes no sense. Before we continue, we would like to thank Shen Yun for sponsoring this channel. I lived in China for two years and experienced two different Chinas. One is the China we know now, unfortunately with communism. And the other is ancient Chinese culture with 5,000 years of history, strong values, 
ethics and morality that has been lost. Shenyun Performing Arts is reviving this 5,000 years of Chinese traditional culture. It takes you back in time to magical world of ancient China with a unique blend of brilliant dancing, beautiful costumes, and legends coming to life. Go to shenyun.com to find out the schedule and theater information. It's a lifetime experience you don't want to miss. Book your tickets today. Now let's go back to the interview. If you were in this position and a law like this passed, would you leave yourself? Well, <laughs> I, the issue is I'm not in that position, you know, at all. I mean, you know, I, my family eats well and we're okay. And you know, we've had ups and downs in our lives, but kind of the, the American dream of starting with nothing and having a, a good life for, to raise my family. So that's fine. But it's not at that point that it matters. It's when they start pushing those numbers down, where it's no longer $50 million, it's $25 million. It's no longer $25 million, it's $20 million. A lot of money, again. But usually when somebody has $20 million in net worth, it's because they own, you know, like I said, 10 dry cleaning shops. Um, and they're working hard in their business. They own some small manufacturing factory. They're doing some service business out there. You know, there's the, the book called The Millionaire Next Door. The Millionaire Next Door is somebody that has three cafes. It's, it's people just work hard. They're not like millionaires where, where they just have a bunch of cash and they're going to lay on the beach all the time. They're working and they've created some assets. And $20 million in assets is a lot, but to most people, it's not in cash, it's their business. And if they quit working their business, that 20 million would disappear. My point is that once you put one of those taxes in, trust me, it's just human nature. They'll keep on voting down how much wealth you have to have to get triggered for that taxes in order to make sure that it's fair. And again, they go to people that don't pay, you know, billionaires that pay hardly any taxes. There are some that don't because they don't sell anything they have. They live on their savings. They don't sell anything so they don't pay taxes. But they don't change that law for the people that do pay the high taxes, you know, that they're, they're going to somehow get a benefit or a break. But that's how, that's how they try to sell it. Just a bunch of rich people. It's not going to matter to you. Pass the tax. And it would be a huge amount, right? When you, when you think about it, if it's under net worth, um, so you say you have $50 million and it's 1%. It's $500,000. Right. So in that year, you need to make a million dollars to pay taxes on that, to pay this tax well, no. extra, right? If, if you make a million dollars in the business, you pay 50% tax basically between the federal and the state already. So you so have to pay the rest of the tax. So you still have to pay the tax on the wealth. So again, people hear these numbers and they go, oh, that's millionaire problem. We don't worry about it. No, it, it, it's your... And it's not just you pay it one time. You pay it every single year to hold those assets. And that's not just that. You have a coin collection. You have other assets. You have a painting. You have, you know, property so or land. So they're going to do it on all those types of... All assets you have, whatever those assets are, you pay tax on it So in order to keep it. Now, the argument they make is, oh, they do it for property tax. I mean, you pay property tax every year on your property. But property tax has gone on for thousands of years, literally. And property taxes are set up to say, how do people that own property that has certain values pay for the infrastructure around them, whether it's the roads or a water system or a sewer There's system schools or schools. There's just some, some way to say, 
you want to keep some kind of balance that if somebody has a little piece of property, they don't need as much help from the, the county that a large piece of property does, and so you pay tax based on that. That's been going on for, for thousands of years. To, to say that now, every other asset you have, any so other like asset even you like have. Your art collections and things like if you have a, a, anything a art collection cars any patents that you own you own patents what are they worth you're not getting cash out of it you own a patent you came up you're an eye doctor you came up with some lens and you get a patent that gives you a check every year how much is that patent worth you got to pay a tax on that so it, it's all sorts of things intellectual property you'll pay tax on anything you how go do you around value the, those things the, the state would send people out to value it and if you don't value it correctly, you, they're going to go after you, audit you, and penalize you. I mean, they're going to dig into every single thing you own. So it's not just the income you bring in. We're used to the fact of whatever income a person brings in. But if you are a person that says, I'm going to save the money, or I'm going to invest it in, uh, in a piece of property, and I'm not going to you know, spend it. I'm not going to get a jet and go to Hawaii. I'm not going to spend it. I'm going to buy some asset. You're penalized now because that asset will be taxed as part of your wealth. Well, wait, if, if I just sold it and I went to the Caribbean and just enjoyed life and didn't care about that and who cares about my company and my employees anymore, then I don't pay the tax? It doesn't make any sense. It, it, again, it's just bad policy to set up a system that the best and the brightest, because you want to say it's not fair. It's not fair that they created assets. So therefore, we want to go ahead and tax their assets. Do you think people that propose this kind of laws, like this, this law, do you think they've really thought about it? Oh, I think, I think they've absolutely thought about it. I think they just look at life differently. I mean, these, these, this is not, you know, this Assemblyman Lee is not an evil person. He's not a bad person. He just looks at life differently. He looks at it and says, there are billionaires that don't pay much taxes. And that's very true. But these billionaires don't have like a billion dollars in cash. They have an asset. They created a company. The company went public, let's say. They own the stock. They haven't sold any stock. And so now they're worth a billion dollars. He's saying, I want to tax that every single year because I want to, I want to spread the wealth out because it's not fair that you have all this. I mean, when you go through these different websites, like I said, the Roosevelt Institute, all they talk about how it's not fair. That, that wealthy people have gotten wealthier and poor people got poorer by some calculation they make. They don't look at it and say, over the last 50 years in the world, we've taken more people out of poverty by a massive amount throughout the world because of what we've done with the, the economy and the capitalist system. That's how you take care of people, feed people, you know, get an economy going, those kind of things worldwide, not just like, oh, you're rich, give me your money. Now. One thing, you mentioned poverty. One of the things that the state wants to do, so based on what I looked at, they want to, Mr. Lee says we want to get $22 billion. Right. Short, 21 point something. Correct. We're short. And um, the budget, state budget, over the last 10 years has doubled. It's gone yes. from $150 billion to almost $300 billion. 300 billion. The poverty rate in the state is the same. Right. Um, so it doesn't look like the money that's taken is reaching to the poor people. From what? So, 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 okay. In society, 
Some of us look at life and say, there are people that life hasn't been fair to, that have problems either mentally, physically, for whatever reason, and they can't take care of themselves. They're, they're not, they're, they're just not uh, educated enough, whatever the issue is, not as educating us, but cognitively smarter than smart people. We or know having a rough upbringing. Whatever it is, and we know, and we know that people that have higher intelligence usually make more money. So there's a spectrum, right? And it's just the way it is out there. And so as a society, we look at it, we say, we need to take care of those people and we need to help them. And so you try to help people and so they can be part of being helped. The problem happens when you keep on moving the line. The line now in California and other states is no longer you're poor because of things that you have nothing to do with. You are considered poor because you don't make enough money, whether you choose to make the money or not. So if you don't work and you don't have a job, you're considered poor. And when you go sign up for Section 8 housing, the only requirement they have is that you don't make enough money. So just don't make money. It's well, not about you're willing to work. It's not willing to work. There's no work requirement in it. They even had situations before that we had back before uh, when, when Clinton did it, where you had to have some, for welfare, you had to do some work. And they had some pretty good programs. And some of the programs were, okay, you know, there's not a job you can do, but we're going to have you work at a nonprofit. You're going to work at um, some Salvation Army or somewhere that you do something for the hours in your day. And a lot of people look at that as saying, all work is good and all work brings dignity to people. So the, the point again is, these people that want these things aren't bad. They're just not understanding that when you keep on moving the line to what we're giving money towards, you know, this person's poor because they have a disability or this person's poor because they just don't want to work or they don't want to work through their drug addiction problem or their alcohol problem or whatever. You know, there's not enough money to house and close people that aren't willing to do some of it for themselves in the world. There's just not enough money. And it's like you just said, our budget goes up and up and up to solve problems, real problems. I'm not disagreeing that there's not poor people that need help. The problem is, is that we push the line to a point where we're helping people that could help themselves. And that line keeps on going. Now, how do politicians get elected? by continuing to give people money or free things, and those people will always vote for you, right? What's the old thing about robbing Peter to pay Paul? You'll always get Paul's vote if you rob Peter because Paul's getting the money. It's, it's just how it is. So do you think the unintended consequence of passing this kind of laws is actually hurting the hardworking people, or actually targeting working, like, you know, you're kind of bringing working. Yeah. Um, so this law doesn't say that, but it's the, it's, it's, you know, the wealth tax doesn't say it, but it's kind of the come from. We're $21 billion short, and we got a lot of people we have to take care of. And so you're back to, you're trying to fill this void. It's like with affordable housing, we're just going to build a bunch of houses for people. Really? We're just going to, anybody that can't afford a house, we're just going to give them one? That doesn't make any sense. What about the people that are working hard to pay their rent or to buy their house or they have to drive farther you know, to, to, to work, whatever, because they want to pay for these things. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to them at all. So what do you do? You just say, well, I'll just tax the billionaires and the millionaires. And, and again, 
It will be less than billionaires and millionaires. The taxes will continue to go up like we do have in California. And, it, and what you start doing is that the policy is just a bad policy. It's, it's not working. Now, our values in California, the way this state started was there's a lot of hard work, right? And the, oh. the state is built on. It, it, this, the, the, this state of California, let's face it, um, you know, when you always talk about people that came to the United States in the 1600s, you got a certain kind of person who's going to leave their home and family and everything, get on a ship and come over to the U.S. So it's self-selected a certain personality. Then you take those people. You have to be out of your mind. In those days, (laughs) you had no idea if the ship is going to sink. Right, and you're (laughs) not calling back home. There's no communication. Letters take forever. So you do that. Then you have people that say, hey, I'm going to go to California. And so you do get a certain kind of person that's a risk taker that does things. Remember, before the Transcontinental Railroad came in, if you wanted to come, you went all the way in a boat all the way around South America, or you cut across at Panama, and half people died from malaria and different diseases. And you got another ship, and it brought you up to San Francisco. Um, Just finished reading about the Transcontinental Railroad again for the second time. It's an amazing story of how we connected this whole country together and the kind of people that were in California. You know, that that were hardworking people. Look at all the Chinese that came over to California that just worked extremely hard, but they wanted to have a better life for their families. They came here, they got good jobs. Some people, they said it was very racist and all those kinds of issues, but they, over time, worked through it, and we got these great, hardworking people here in California. Now it's a little easier. You can fly back and forth, and people can move and decide where they want to be, but the the basis of California always was the risk taker type person. That's the kind of person that we brought here. That's what Silicon Valley is. Well, people are betting money, big money on somebody's idea, which in some ways, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's uh, gambling, but it's big chunks of money knowing that there could be a massive hit that it would really work out, the company that we designed. You know, we create Microsoft or, or Uber or, or these companies out there. And it, it only happens kind of like in a place like California where there's a risk taker mentality. Do you think this mentality is still alive in California? I think it is, but it's just getting beat on so much. I, I, I meet people all the time that come here that are excited to be in California, that really want it to be you know, a place they can, they can move forward and they want to do it. And they do get depressed when all of a sudden they start seeing all the problems that California puts on them to run their business or grow their business because they're really kind of excited to be here. I mean, we have great people in California that do stuff. We just have, you know, by human nature, uh, you get people elected that the policy is just kind of give people stuff for free, and it starts to break apart that system. There's, there's not enough free money to hand out there. It has to come from somewhere. Do you have any other thoughts for our audience? No, I just think that the, the public needs to continue to look at what policies we're doing and kind of get push their heart away a little bit and say, hey, what's the right policy to do? Not let's look at just can we feed a person today or how do we do it? Yeah, those are things that have to happen. But the old line is, you know, teach a person to fish, then they'll fish for the rest of their life and they'll eat the rest of their life. If you just go a situation of just handing them something, you never solve the problem. So look at how do we solve the long-term problem, not just the immediate need. Jim Brickheimer, former Costa Mesa mayor and AM870 Weekend Answer host. It's great to have you on California Insider. Thanks for having me again. If you like the show and our content, 
You should go to insiderca.com and sign up to our newsletter because we never know what can happen with social media and other platforms in terms of distributing our content. If you'd like to come on the show and be an insider, you can reach out to us at cainsider at epochtimesca.com. Again, it's cainsider at epochtimesca.com. We would love to have you on the show to tell us what's going on in your field in California. Thank you for watching. Please click the icon on the left to subscribe to our channel. We bring you the most pressing issues California is facing with straightforward and in-depth interviews. See you in the next video.